comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Hey, it's Pierce. Hey, guys. And uh, we're going to be doing our second Doctor Who episode this time because the 50th anniversary special just came out, uh, well, last Saturday. So you'll be hearing this a little bit more than a week after it aired. Well, yeah, I guess by the time we air it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just a few hours past, uh, past a week. But we're going to be talking in full spoilery detail about pretty much anything Doctor Who. But that's going to specifically include the 50th anniversary special, rumors and confirmed yeah. stuff for the Christmas special that comes up in a month, the Night of the Doctor minisode, which came out about a week before the 50th. And um, there was another thing. Oh, and the five-ish Doctors reboot, which I have seen, but Pierce has not. Also, I was going to make everyone listen to my screwdriver noise, but I can't find it, and I am sad. (laughs) So, yes. Pierce has a couple sonic screwdrivers. I I do have 10 and 11. So, let me just say that is one of my favorite parts, uh, but we'll get to that, the the little size comparison. Yes. (laughs) But, anyway. So, yeah, do do we want to do initial impressions? Start with that, or? Sure. After seeing the 50th anniversary special, what were your thoughts on it, Pierce? Oh, we're back to me. Okay, so I was saying this to you before we actually started recording. I loved it. I have no complaints about it. The only Except thing, for the th- complaints you're about to it's listen to. It's not a now. complaint. It's not a complaint. It's just a different tone and feel. It didn't feel to me like a 50th. It felt like 10 and 11, go on an adventure. Awesome. I always wanted that. John Hurt makes fun of him. Awesome. Four shows up. Cool. And, you know, there was a couple interweaving storylines, which is really neat, but nothing in it screamed to me the magnitude of, I feel like, a 50th anniversary special should have. But that that's just me. How, how and I, I completely disagree. I feel like this did feel like a, at least in the second half, felt like a 50th anniversary celebration of everything Doctor Who, etc. and so forth. And the first half was 10 and 11, go on an adventure with the granddad, which was a lot of fun. And the second half was then transferring into that. And why is this adventure important in the grand scheme of 50 years of Doctor Who? So I disagree with you. So you, you were very happy with it. I was very happy with it. I'm about to say, it. yeah, we only disagree on that kind of view of what it was like. We both agree it was it was really well done. And it was a lot funnier than I expected. Like, John Hurt in particular. John Hurt is a great actor. Do not yeah. get me wrong. But I, when I think John Hurt, and I'm sure people are going, oh, but what about this movie or this show or whatever? I don't, I don't think of him as being funny, particularly. Yeah. But he was hilarious at this. And, well, and let me say, his whole demeanor and personality was pretty much the opposite of what I expected. I guess what they built up at the end of, what is it, season nine that we're on? Uh, season seven. I thought we were on, like, eight at the very least, but whatever, okay. Eccleson was one, uh, Tenet was two, three, and four, uh, I guess and then the movies. Yeah. And then, and then um, three seasons. Eleven has been six and seven, five, six, and seven. Oh, yeah, okay. So I guess I was... And it feels like more because they split up the seasons. And, so and, and I guess I was working in the episodes. movies, too. Okay, so season eight is... Well, no. We're, we just ended seven uh, right. six we months ago. We just ended seven, okay. Or whenever yes. this, that season ended. And then we have the, the 50th special, the Christmas special, and then season eight will start in April, I think? Okay. So the end of season seven, you know, just the way they pictured him, the way they talked about, you know, Hurt's character was just very stern and cruel, and I guess that's the way they built him, but his character was the complete and total opposite of that, at least 
For, for the, the most part, yes, although I, I think the, defin- the, the distinction to be made is that the John Hurt you see at the end of... What was the name of that episode? The Name of the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, the, the John Hurt you see at the end of The Name of the Doctor was John Hurt uh, post-use of the moment, and this sure. was John Hurt pre-use of the moment. So he didn't have that guilt on him yet. Okay. He had the scars of the Time War, but it was more Nine who would have been the full-blown guilt version, who you kind of saw with Hurt in the ten seconds he was there at the end of The Name of the yeah, Doctor. Yeah, I still wish he was in it more, but we, we already discussed that. We, we discussed off the air how Pierce wasn't sure why Eccleston wasn't brought back, and it wasn't really the BBC's choice. It was Eccleston not wanting to come back. So. And, and, I mean, I I know there's a there's a select few of us out there that really like Eccleston. Like, I will admit I tell people to skip season one when they want to get into the show, and it's not because of Eccleston. It's because of, I just think, the writing, and I didn't really didn't care for what happened in that season, but I still really had a lot of fun going back to some of the Eccleston episodes, and I wish he had a had actually a part to play in this one. Oh, can I just say, it took eight years, but I finally liked Rose in something. <laughs> well, not really Rose. You, you like Billy Piper in something. Yes, that's true. She was finally a convincing character and acted. Oh, and uh, since we're on anniversaries, this is the 50th anniversary special, this is our 40th episode when it goes up. Um, I happen it? to know that. I was actually... I not was, counting the bonus episodes, which are just um, you know, non-numbered, zero, I was, zero, zero. I was listening to a different podcast, and they were just celebrating their one year. I was like, oh, I wonder when our one year is. Um, our one year will be in 12 more episodes. Okay, I didn't... Oh, yeah, I guess we've been So three more months. We've been very consistent. I have put out an episode every single week. Now, to be fair, we started recording probably about a year ago, but it took us several months to get the episodes out because the website was being being redone, etc. So now, we also just watched The Night of the Doctor. The the 50th anniversary special is called The Day of the Doctor. There's a mini-episode that came out about a week before that premiered called The Night of the Doctor. Pierce had not seen it before. I had... This is now my second or third time seeing it. Um... Just you literally just saw this five minutes ago, ten minutes ago. So, what are your thoughts on it? I want more eight. Eight was awesome, right? And I've yeah. never seen the movie. I've tried to find it. It's not available for streaming like anywhere. Um, I think I could get it through Netflix through my dad's um, disc-based account, but that's the only place I've yeah. seen it as, as a legal streaming download. Anyway. I was about to say yes. Legal is the key phrase of that. One, but yes. um, but yeah, he's a lot of fun. Now, you know, this is the first time that eight has appeared on screen as the Doctor in continuity, as far as I know, and I believe this is true. Other than the movie. The movie in 96, then this. That's all. Now, there's been a bunch of radio dramas, or audio dramas at least, um, a lot of books, a lot of side stuff that does count for him, and apparently counts as continuity, because he mentions all those companions in this this short. Yeah, there was quite a list there. Yeah. But... This is the first time he's appeared since then, so the first time I've seen him, a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. granted, it's a very sad, dark six minutes or seven minutes of episode, but he was got a few zingers in there. Yeah. Do you know why he was only in the, the movie? Like, why that was it? Well, the movie was intended, from my understanding, to basically jumpstart Doctor Who. Yeah. To bring it back, and when it didn't make any impression, they didn't do that they for another, um, okay. another nine years. So that's why. Okay. That makes sense. I just wish there was more, and I wish there was a spin-off. And from what I understand, the movie wasn't very good. Like, he was good in it, but the movie itself is really goofy. Like Eccleston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. But, uh, yeah, is, I have really enjoyed it. So in The Night of the Doctor, you see eight, the Eighth Doctor regenerate into John Hurt, the War Doctor, kind of 8.5, if you will. I mean, he's not, he doesn't count as a number. He's, he's the War Doctor. He's the War Yeah, doctor. there's two separate iterations of the Doctor that, have not, that do not have numbers. Uh, well, there's more than that. Oh, uh, there's the there's the one that was on the Gallifreyan Council. Um, are, you, are you thinking of the Veilyard? 
Yes. There's the Veil Yard, there's the War Doctor, there's Tenant's um, Secondary Regeneration, which well, counts. A, that does not count. According to Moffat, it 100% counts. Well... well I was going to wait to get into this later, but according to Moffat, Eleven is the final version of the first 13. He is the 13th, or the 12th Regeneration, the 13th body of the Doctor, continuity-wise. Capaldi will be 14. That is 100% official from Moffat. Now, granted, oh, rule number oh, one, oh, the Doctor oh. lies. Rule number two, Moffat lies. But he well, has said yeah, 100% does, he, Capaldi is number 14. I can understand that if he's saying Hurt counts as one of the regenerations. Hurt counts as one of the regenerations. Okay, then, he's just not then, one of the Doctors. Then Human 11 can't count. Sure he can. He used up his regeneration with his hand. He, According to Moffat, he burned a regeneration right there. It's not going to matter, because either after Capaldi you have to find a way to give him more regenerations, or after Smith you have to find a way to give him more regenerations. Here, we'll deal with it in the Christmas special, and it will be done with now. We will have it out of the way, no more talk of how will he get more. He has, he will have Well, yes, the question is, is the Christmas special, and we're getting way down the road here, but is the Christmas special going to be how he unwrites his death? Because I feel like they're going to go back to Tiramisu or whatever that place was called. Transalore. Um, Transalore. Um, I do love Tiramisu, not a Doctor Who thing as far as I know. Uh, but anyway, um, also, can I just say I was It'd very... It'd be like Tiramisu and Chicken Nuggets or something. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I was very upset that four in his appearance did not have any Jelly Babies. But anyway, we'll get back to that. Um, tra- Transalore. Like, I have the feeling that the, the fields of the 11th are going to be Transalore, and that's all going to be dealt with, and he's going to rewrite his timeline... And he's not going to be dead anymore, and River's going to be back, and all that. But I feel like that's a lot to put into an hour, maybe an hour and a half of television there. I feel that's, like, a lot, a lot. And explain how he's going to get around the the 13 regeneration thing. I don't know. That just seems like a lot, and I feel like Moffat's cheap. And going to find Gallifrey. Which well, may be a part of Capaldi season or may be a part of the special. We don't know. That's, that's what I'm Plus, figuring. Daleks, Cybermen... Silence, and the Weeping Angels, all in the Christmas episode. Re- really? Yes. Really? Really? Which I believe is called The Time of the Doctor. I think they've officially named it that now. Okay. Just as of a couple days ago. Yeah. So we've had The Name of the Doctor, The Night of the Doctor, The Day of the Doctor, The Time of the Doctor. Time of the Doctor. The Name of the Doctor, I felt like, was not a fitting name. They built all this up like, what's his name, what's his name, and then that kind of... Well, it was all because they reveal that that the things Hurt did were not done in The Name of the Doctor. It's like the second to last line in the episode, or the last line. Okay, that's fair. Because he says, all the things I did, I did in the name of peace, or in the name of, the name of peace and sanity, I think, and Eleven says, but not in the name of the Doctor. Yeah, they did reiterate that several times. Also, just pointing out that we know now why Tennant didn't go back to his lady, because he forgot that he got married. That's true. He forgot he got married, and we got that whole... So let's, let's go into the actual episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we start with... Do we start with John Hurt, or do we start with Eleven? We start with Hurt. We start with Hurt... On, like, a battlefield in Arcadia, on yes. Gallifrey. Also, real quick, and we'll get into this. Have they... Has Moffat talked about how this lines up with Four's ending? Or not well, four, uh, here's the interesting thing. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how BBC America played it, but on BBC, they aired that two-part episode directly after the... 50th. So they aired the 50th. And then I went back on Netflix and watched it right after I saw the 50th. Okay. So it was Tenet's two closing episodes, movies, after right. the 50th. Um, I, the End of Time, I think is. I think it's the End of Time. Part I think one it two. might be the End of Time, yeah. Yeah, how, one, I'm really curious how that lines up. Well, 
I mean, the thing is, the time war was already time locked. It was already within that separated bubble there on the last day yeah. before Ten did, or before the Doctor did anything to either destroy Gallifrey or now, as we find out, not destroy Gallifrey and hide it in a sliver of time in a parallel universe. Yeah, um, Doctor Who. What can you do? Um, not intended to rhyme. Wibbly but, wobbly. Yeah. But that the the War Council. It wasn't the War Council. It was like the generals we saw in this episode, and they mention what the Senate or whatever the the Gallifreyan High Council or whatever it's called, they're doing their other thing over on the other side of the planet. Yeah. So that thing's still there. It's just, those were the more outwardly evil Time Lords. Well, yeah, I just, it felt who like... Who wanted to ascend and become beings of pure energy. It felt like a counter because, you know, Ten was all about, you didn't see them in the last days. You don't know what they were like. And, you know, it just felt this counter to, now we're going to go save Gallifrey, yay! Like... But it was also, I mean, they were they were trying to ascend into be, you know, beings of pure energy because they thought they were about to die. Once that's removed, theoretically, they will move back down. But even then, I mean, granted, uh, listeners who have listened to the other Doctor Who episode, I don't remember the number. I'll edit it in here. Hey, Jordan of the Future here to tell you that our Doctor Who episode of the past, see what it did there, was episode number 15. But that other Doctor Who episode, we, we talked about how we're both pretty ignorant when it comes to the classic stuff. I've read a lot about it, but I haven't really seen any. But the Time Lords throughout Doctor Who's history have been jerks to him constantly. Yeah. I mean, that's where the whole Valyard comes in and all those other things. So the Time Lords coming back and being jerks won't be anything new, except for people who've only seen New Who. Yeah. No, that's true. Which is fun. It basically means we get a whole classic element that will be brand new for us. Oh, yeah. They they opened up a huge amount of creative design space here. So that, that should be really intriguing, and I think they're going to save that for uh, 13, right? Or I guess he's 12. But they, they were saying 13 in the movie. Right, there's... Okay, so the way Moffat explains it is, if you're the Doctor, right? Yeah. First off, your name isn't the Doctor. Your name is Joe, let's say. Yes. Oh, let's use Pierce. Pierce, you're the Doctor. Yes. All right, you're Finally, excited. about time. <laughs> so, from the beginning of your life to the end of your life, you're Pierce. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have 12 regenerations within that life, where mm-hmm. you will come back as 12 separate beings, or... Kind of. Or uh, 13 separate beings. 12 regenerations, 13 yeah. faces. But the whole time you're Pierce. You're always Pierce. No, okay? yeah, I get that. You're always Pierce. You have 13 bodies, 12 regenerations, but you're always Pierce. In 12 of those bodies, counting Capaldi, you called yourself the Doctor. Yes. No, I get that. I get all that. So there's 13 counting him, but one of them, John Hurt, did not refer to himself as the Doctor. He was the War Doctor. No, I, I get that. But they called Capaldi 13. No. What they said was, they're... Uh, all 12 of them are here, and they go, no, sir, no, all 13. 13. Okay, all right. That's, Which was like right. a, yeah, moment for me. As you get Capaldi's angry eyebrows popping Yeah, that frame. was it. But did you notice in the back the circle things were back? Yes, his, yes, yes. And apparently the reason why you only see the top of his face is because he's rocking, at the time they shot that, he was rocking a Three Musketeers-style mustache and really long, pointy soul patch <laughs> for, like, another role. Yeah. So that's why they only showed okay. there. Because somebody right, posted a sense. picture on Reddit of him, like, during the same time they shot those. They shot the 50th, and that's what he looked like. Okay. All right, fair enough. Which, I would not mind facial hair on the Doctor. That'd be a little weird, though. Yeah. I don't need him with to like be the long-lost devil's musketeer. Point, yeah, yes, exactly. Goatee thing? Yeah, that would be yes. a... So we start with John Hurt yeah. on a battlefield on Gallifrey in, our, in the city of Arcadia, the second city they call it, it's like the second capital of Gallifrey. He grabs a gun and uses the gun to write in the wall no more. Yeah, which I guess would be his catchphrase because they've all they've all had catchphrases. Or, or his could be, for God's sake. Yeah, pretty much. Which yeah. is funny. We cut to that, that war council. They're talking about the moment. The moment's been stolen. They explain what the moment is. 
um, handily enough, at least one of the Time Lords didn't know what it was, so they get to use him as the audience surrogate and yeah. explain what it is. Oh, I I understand it's so important to have an audi- audience surrogate there, but I hate that so much. For me, it worked because it felt like it was a secret. Like, it was no, so secret that even he th- didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree with you, in many cases, the audience surrogate gets really annoying, yeah. especially once you've seen enough pilots. Like, that's my biggest oh, problem yeah. with pilots, aside from, now we've got to introduce everybody, is we've got to introduce everybody through an audience surrogate mm-hmm. who knows nothing. So either the first day at work or yeah. the cousin who's just moved in with the family or something, whatever. So then we cut to John Hurt with the moment. He takes it to another... I don't know where he was supposed to be exactly. Some Just desert. some deserted planet. He, he walks a far distance away from the TARDIS so the TARDIS won't judge him. Mm-hmm. And then he activates the moment and we find out that it's grown a conscience. He doesn't activate the moment. Well, the moment he, activates He kind itself. of t- hits it, fiddles with it. As Trying like, to find a big red button. Well, yeah, why is there never a big red button? And uh, the, the, the moment's consciousness comes out, it's conscience, and takes the form of a person from his past, or was it future? She can never remember the difference, yeah. which turns out to be Bad Wolf, Rose Tyler Form. Like, uh, yeah, he, it, uh, it was like I think I think this is Rose. No, no, this form. It's it's ah Bad Wolf. Yes, which a lot of people are speculating that Bad Wolf is the moment. Like that's the origin of Bad Wolf, that entity. That's what I was wondering. Which yeah. works for me. I never fully understood the Bad Wolf thing anyway. Which uh, everyone's always said, like, oh, that's a thing they'll go back to, but that was, uh, what's his face? Um, Eccleston. Uh, the writer. Um, oh, that's a Davies thing. Yeah, exactly. And so once since Davies not around, I don't think they'll ever fully... And I'm fine with that. I was fine with this being, like, the last mention yeah. of it ever. But Do you think it will be the last mention of it ever? Who knows? I mean, I'm just okay. mention, uh, there's a difference between mention and making it a big plot point. Yeah. Okay. You know, Doctor Who will mention things all the time. That's true. Making a big plot point, that's different. But so she goes, well, you know, you're going to have to make this decision, and basically you're going to have to live with the consequences. Like, he's like, I'm fine with dying. She's like, no, your consequences, if you do this and kill everybody on Gallifrey, you're going to have to live and remember yeah. it. But she goes, let me show you your future to see what living with it's going to be like. Yeah. She opens up this portal. Fez comes through. So, weird. Like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And then we cut to Eleven, right? Then it, no, then it Ugh. cuts to, um... Clara, Clara. Who's, who's teaching at the school from the very first episode of Doctor Who, um, where Ian Chesterton, I believe, and other ladies' name, again, my, my other knowledge of Doctor Who. Other ladies' name, yes. But the, the opening shot of the episode is actually a recreation. Actually, I think we start with Clara, possibly. Mm, I don't think so. The very first shot is the, the policeman walking past the school. And I believe we go inside to her, she gets called to the doctor, she meets up with him, and then we go to Hurt. No, because there was something before that. It starts with the classic opening credits, it fades into the police officer, the Bobby, walking past the junkyard sign, also from the first episode, and then past... Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. We really don't need to be out I want to check it, I want to... No, I'm right. I don't know if they go into the school at that moment, but we definitely start at the school. Real quick. Yeah, it said IR... Whatever. Chesterton, I believe. Yeah, is that one of those amalgamation anagrams? No, Ian Chesterton was one of the first, one of the first three companions of the Doctor. Okay. So he would now be the headmaster of the school. The junkyard was where the TARDIS was in the first episode. Okay. um, Because the Doctor and his granddaughter Susan were living in this, um, in this, uh, this junkyard. Okay. Um, Actually, I watched uh, Adventure in Space and Time. Did you watch that? Uh, I don't think so. It was a British uh, BBC made-for-TV movie that aired like two weeks ago that was the story of the creation of Doctor Who. Okay. So it shows you a lot of it from behind the scenes with Walder Frey slash, I forget what his character in in, um, in Harry Potter was, but that actor playing the first Doctor. Really good, too. Walder Frey? Walder Frey. He was the guy. Um, I will cut this so we don't spoil anybody, but he is beep. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. 
So now yeah. that now that everyone, I'm like, I know, I know this, fr- I know this name, I know it, but I can't place why. I Bad know this. news person. Yes, but playing the first Doctor, really it's just nice. kind of skeevy, really. Like of let's, all the skeevy characters, he's the skeeviest. But yes. but let's not get into Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, but he played the first Doctor. So that's where I get a lot of this information. Is okay. Ian, they were her school teachers. It was Susan's school teachers. Can't figure out why she knows all this information about history that she yeah. shouldn't know and things from the future. So they follow her home. They find the doctor, and that's how they get embroiled okay. in the TARDIS and everything. So he was the headmaster. There were a couple other names on the sign that were references. Like, I think one of the names was the first initial of one of the first writers and the last name of the other. Okay, yeah, because they, like never, they never show something or purposely pan over a name like that without having a Right. I mean, the actual shot was a recreation of the first shot of the first episode. Okay. But the names were there. And so Clara is now teaching at the school from the first episode, which is really cool. Yeah. She meets up with Eleven. Um, She drives her motorcycle. The the motorcycle from the Wi-Fi episode. Okay. From last season. She meets up with the doctor, and then all of a sudden, the, the, the TARDIS starts moving on its own because a helicopter has grappled it and is flying it to the Tower of London. Yeah. Or not to the Tower, that's the lady's office, but Whatever it's flying the... it to the, the National Gallery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they meet up with the daughter of a major character from 70s Doctor Who, yeah. Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, maybe? I hope. Brigadier's right, I don't know the, the um, other part. The, the founder of Unit. Uh, or one of the main guys behind the Unit, at least. And, and her assistant, who has four scarf. It was and that asthma. was good. I'm, yeah, I was really glad they they worked that in there. That was that was a good touch, especially because we might know by the end of the episode how she got that scarf. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I really didn't put two and two together, but that makes a lot of sense. Okay, but basically they're told we have a message from the Queen for the Doctor, and her credentials are inside. Her credentials are inside. Um, it's a message from Queen Elizabeth the First. And they go inside, they find a Gallifreyan painting, which is a sliver of space-time compressed into yeah. a single object. Like Harry Potter paintings, but they don't really talk to you. It was mostly, I think, a way for them to use the 3D. Yeah. This being the simulcast in theaters and also the final 3D British BBC broadcast. They're not doing... They had done a number of them, and this this was the final one. Okay. They basically said, no, no there's not a 3D TV. So yeah, okay. really. Yeah. So they meet up there, and then we flash back to why Queen Elizabeth I would be involved in this. And so we get finally the answer to... The, Took we, so long. I was like, they're never going to answer this. We've known for a while that Ten got involved with possibly married and um, deflowered, I guess. Would well, be the, the that was always the emphasis. It. They never talked about married, but they always talked about the Virgin Queen. And he he did, I think he says, I got married. He, oh, true. And he did then say he, he got and married. And then he segues to the Virgin Queen. But it's like, and he's like, well, you know, yeah. I always loved his well. He got to say well, and it made me so happy because that was my favorite line of his. He'd always be like, well. So we get. This is where the humor really starts to kick oh, in. Yes. I, I showed my sisters these scenes with the rabbit and everything because I was like, you got to see this. This is funny. Yeah. He proposes to the queen to test <laughs> to see she's a Zygon, which is a shape-shifting alien. She's like, ha! An old school who, who, yeah. old school who villain who hasn't appeared in since like the 70s. And uh, it's not. He actually proposed to the real queen. It was his horse that was a Zygon. Yeah, he's like, ha, I got you. And he pulls out this device. And she goes, what is that? And he goes, and it dings. He goes, a machine that goes ding. <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty much the same machine from Blink, which was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the pause was perfect. Oh, it was the Because he holds it out and it goes ding. And she goes, what is that? And he goes, it's the machine that goes ding. ding. And it's the same pause, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah, um, and then his realization, oh, it was the horse. That makes sense. I've had a Zygon with me the whole time. Run. And it was a good... Ah, oh, that was delightful. So they run. Ten. They get separated. 
um, he, he he accuses a, a jackrabbit of being <laughs> the Zygon. He's like, oh, you're clever. <laughs> and he goes, I am the Doctor. I am 940 years old. Yeah. I am from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Constabulous. I am the, well. It's it's the speech from the Titanic episode, episode right? I, I am the oncoming storm. storm yeah. I am the the bringer of darkness, and you are pretty much just a rabbit, aren't you? <laughs> well, carry on. Just consider it a general <laughs> warning, <laughs> which was hilarious. The queen then gets doubled by the Zygon, so now you have two queens running around, and he's trying to figure out who's who. Yeah. At that moment, that same kind of portal opens up that was in the hurt part of the episode where the Fez came through. It opens yeah. up in his timeline in 1562, I think, or 1592. And, and another Fez. The Fez comes through in there, yeah. his side. So now you're like, what? Because I know from the previews that Eleven was wearing the Fez. So like, what's going on? Well, Eleven had to wear a Fez. So in, we then go back to Eleven, and Eleven gets brought into this back part of the gallery where there were some other th- of these paintings in there. And there's also dust all over the ground. You can't What's supposed what to be is. the most dangerous forms of art in the world? And the Fez is there. I'm like, I guess because it's his, but I don't see. Why well, I don't know if everything in the under gallery was, or just the things because that was like in, the, in the things level deemed before. too dangerous. Uh, so, possibly. well, no, that was Omega. That was that, that was the other gallery. Well, no, that was the entirety of after. Well, there was the, the gallery of secret art, and then there was the Omega level security part of unit that ha- held the most dangerous weapons. No, yeah, but I, yeah, okay. This is the undergallery. So there's all this dust in the ground. He tells them to go figure out what that is. They then go to this room with these three paintings, and the glass has all been broken out from the inside, so they determine this is another 3D Gallifreyan painting, and the, the beings that were in the paintings have escaped, and they got to find out where they are. Yeah. And that's when the portal opens up, and he goes, oh, I vaguely remember this. I think I'm supposed to throw the Fez through. Which, which I had to stop and think about it, because I was like, how could he remember it? Because he doesn't remember anything else. Oh, because he hadn't been with his with himself yet, so that's why he was able to remember that, but he wasn't able to remember anything past that. Right. So, I, yeah, I had to think for that. So he throws the Fez through, and then he jumps in after it, yeah. so he ends up with ten. So it was two queens and two doctors, which I thought was a really that, nice... That's true. Uh, and then three doctors, eventually. Or, well... The, it was it was a whole episode of doubles. Yeah. Everything There was, was a lot of parallels between yeah. both storylines, and yeah, Absolutely. So he ends up back there. We have a lot of fun scenes with a 10 and 11. It was delightful. Them oh com- my comparing Lord. sonic screwdrivers and talking about compensating that uh, regeneration is a lottery, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let me just say, like, all right, so I had to watch it late. And so I just get this text from my sister while I'm watching it. And all it says, in all caps, is just like, OMG, 10 and 11 together at the same time, my ovaries just exploded. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so Creepy, but the fact is that's probably every girl's response that's watching this across the entire globe right now. Although it's amazing how much Tenet has aged. In the face, yeah, his jowls are looser. I mean, I mean it's, he doesn't look terrible or ancient, but it, it is amazing to see in just a few short years. You could definitely tell the difference. Yeah, I mean, you know. when He's still amazingly skinny. Uh, he's Matchstick so skinny. man, as Eleven calls him. Yeah, sand shoes. <laughs> well, he calls them both. Yeah. But, so then they're talking to Clara through the portal, and they're trying to figure out, can we go back? So they throw the... the, the um, the Fez, the Fez through, that's when it ends up in Hurt, which is cool you yeah. see it in the reverse. Exactly. So then Hurt and Bad Wolf, the, the moment, or we should just call it the moment to make it yeah. simpler. Hurt and the moment come through. I mean, no one else can see the moment. But, so they jump through. I think it's interesting she's able to broadcast through all space and time, but... I think she chose not to be seen by them. No, but what I'm saying is she's just able to broadcast through all space and time. Oh, yeah. So I just think that's very interesting. If oh, I'm in, bad, a, I'm in a time-locked galaxy. Oh, the moment's If she really is Bad Wolf, that makes sense. Yeah, but Bad Wolf is no is nothing more than just Rose with the heart of the TARDIS. Like, 
I I went back and reread the Bad Wolf Wiki entry because I couldn't remember. It's more than that. It is an entity in and of itself that possesses Rose. Is it? Okay. Yes, according to the wiki. <laughs> uh, but that's the wiki. I mean, It's the Doctor Who wiki, though. It's not Wikipedia. This is the... And it's got all the citations and everything to probably interviews and such that explain what it is. And okay, kind of all right. Anyway, Hurt, the War Doctor, shows up in 15-whatever with 10 and 11. Yeah. We get a lot of fun. Like, again, really funny interactions between the three of them. They get arrested by one of the queens. They don't know which one, if it's yeah. the real one or the Zygon. Well, she pretty much is like, I'm the Zygon. Ha ha ha. Well, they, they say it. She doesn't deny it. Yeah. But she, she's acting very evil, so it's weird. They get told they're going to get locked up in the Tower of London. Yeah. At which point, Eleven figures, oh, it sounds perfect. I demand to be locked up in the Tower with my associates, Sanchez and Grandad, which is hilarious. <laughs> and he gets later called Dicky Bow, which is funny. Yeah. He's got the, 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 the bow tie. So that lets Lethbridge Stewart, Su- what is her name? It's not Susan, it's Sylvia or something. I don't remember. But anyway, the, the, the unit lady to be like, oh, that's perfect, because he figured it out. That's my office, is the Tower of London. Yeah. So, great. They go there to find some information that he would have left for them in the past, etc. And they go to this place, the unit, it's like Sector Omega or something. Whatever. Where they keep the galaxy's Super, most dangerous weapons. Super, yeah, Earth-ending weapons. Yeah. That the Doctor is not fond of them having, but whatever including, and, and everybody's there's memories wiped at the end of every day, which yeah. was used later. Otherwise, it was just a weird thing, but then it was used later, so fine. Yeah, but even the way they did it, like, he's been here ten years. Like, he would go insane if he thought every day was his first day, yeah. and he got home and his wife was like, seriously, this again, it's your now your first day. And, like, and we also find out that Clara has been there at least once. Before, now, quote, before, not in her timeline, or she doesn't remember. We yeah. don't know. Which is, which is going to be a whole other question of... You know, is she going to continue on as um, 12's companion? Oh, yes. We know, we know uh, has that is. been confirmed? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But the question is, did she, is it the case that she hasn't been there yet in her timeline? Does she not remember it? Or mm-hmm. is it one of the many other Claras? Was it one of the other versions, possibly? I doubt it. I think I that's doubt the least likely. But I, I absolutely think that's the least likely. But I think it needs to be mentioned. She as a had no, yeah, but she had no context to be in that situation outside of being with the doctor. That um, we know of. That we know of. True, and we haven't seen all the Claras yet, so that that's a thing. And granted, I don't really feel like we're going to go back to that. We it's I, possible. But I, I feel like at this years point. years from now, like they brought uh, Sarah Jane back. I think they might do something like that. Of. You know, oh, this is one of the Claras that didn't die. That'd be clever. Yeah, but I don't think anytime soon they'll go back to that. I think they just threw that in there as just as a plot thing. I would love to see it come into play later, but the Doctor's daughter is still out there, and they have not touched that. So, although it, she is in the Five-ish Doctor's reboot, but that's a side conversation. Why why haven't I watched that yet? Why didn't you tell me Jenny's in this thing? You should go watch it. Well, no, the actress is in it playing herself. Oh, never mind. We'll, we'll get into it later. Spears doesn't even know what it is. Nope. But I just want Jenny back, because that was a... Oh, hey, she's a Time Lord, just flying around, doing nothing. Okay, bye. Like, it always bothered me that they did nothing. Well, I mean, they got married, so there was that. But, yeah, I think it was just a, a little plot point. Then Probably. Go. So then we have the, the three regenerations in the Tower of London, trying to figure out how to work out how they're going to open the door. Yep. Which was very funny, and they come up with a really ingenious solution, which is it would take... Because the door's wood, and so it's too primitive for the Sonic to work on, they could do this special well, blast to rearrange the molecules. Bad Wolf comes up with that. The moment comes up with it. Well, true. Yeah. But... They figured out it would take hundreds of years, but because it's all the same sonic screwdriver, just a different case, yeah. if Hurt, if the, the War Doctor scans it and starts the process, 
then 11 is pretty much automatically the, the, the process is done. Yeah, 400 years later. And yeah. right as they're about to open the door, Claire busts through and reveals the door wasn't locked at all. Now, how did Claire yeah. get there? Before that, like, well, she, well, she was like, oh, how did you, how'd you do that? Uh, it was open. Oh. None of you checked that? No. Well, we assumed that it would be locked. Yeah. So Claire got there because she's taken into that underground facility. I'd forgotten we, we'd gotten sidetracked yes. there. They're, they're looking at the code that the doctor sends them from the past is the code, the activation code for Captain Jack's t- uh, wrist time manipulator yeah. thing, mm-hmm. which he bequeathed the unit on the occasion of his death. Well, one of his many. <laughs> yes, which was fun. Um, and we also find out that Lethbridge Stewart and her two assistants have both been taken over by Zygons. The Zygons had come out of the paintings, smashed the statues that were in there, covered themselves with tarps, yeah. and then waited until the room was opened and they had a chance to copy people and get out. Yeah. So now we've got the human versions of the three people and the Zygon versions of the three people. We'll get back to that later. But when Claire realizes that, she jumps back in time and she goes and meets back up with the doctors and Hurt. Where they meet up. Which, I guess she still has that, doesn't she? That's true. That's a good point. They never really touched on it again in the episode, but that's true. We do have the time vortex manipulator, which is what it's called. Oh, good good pull there. So they meet up with the queen again. They realize the door wasn't locked because this was not the Zygon queen. This was the real well, queen. No, because she was all that like, out immediately. Yes, because she was like, I wanted to see what you would do if you could escape. And I'm all like, oh, that set up my alert meter. Maybe she's the real one. I don't know which direction they're going with this one yet. But yeah. And then they're like, here's my secret plans. And well, here are these the Zygon secret plans. Well, yeah. She eventually reveals she's not the Zygon queen. She's after the real queen who killed the Zygon. Foot, yeah, after another Ten's foot in his mouth situation. Yes, yes, where he accuses her. Here's how I knew you weren't there. And the eyes are a little too close together, and the breath like oh. a horse. <laughs> so she killed the Zygon because she's prepared for that kind of thing. Well, yeah, she's like, I may have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but at the time, so did my enemy. Yes. So. so we then see the Zygons undergoing their plan, which is to put themselves in the paintings. Yeah. And she makes Ten marry her, which is where we get that. He goes, I'll be right back. They jump in the TARDIS, <laughs> which then starts switching back and forth between desktop themes, which is fun. Yeah, which was nice. But yeah, I guess we can also Oh, the then... round things. I love, love the, the round things. What did they do? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> yeah, but that finally explains why she hated the Doctor so much and what happened there. Cause the in the doc- episode, what was it called? Werewolves of London, maybe? <sighs> Well, no. Um, it was the was... werewolf episode. No, no, no. Well, it's mentioned in the werewolf episode as well, I believe. It is. All right. So the That's where her daughter shows up, Queen Victoria, I believe. Yes. That is her daughter, and Ten mentions something about her, but it's it's the uh, Shakespeare episode that she that she walks in and be like, oh, I'm going to kill you now. And then they run away, and that's I the I forgot about episode. that, yeah. So. They jump forward to uh, the modern day. Where they go in, meet the Zygons who have stood off with the humans over a countdown, yeah. yada, yada, yada. They use the memory augmenting thing to make everyone forget whether they're they a Zygon cool or a human. They have a cool buddy scene where they're doing the, the mirror motioning each other. It was in the trailer, so yeah, nice. which was fun. Even my sister laughed at that because she was sitting there when I rewatched the episode today. Oh, see, I avoided trailers, so I, I, yeah. The trailers were so minimal that I didn't mind watching them. So they make everyone forget if they're a human or a Zygon, so they will come up with the most perfect treaty ever, which mm-hmm. apparently works. We don't get really I doubt it's going to work. I think that's going to be a thing they're going to come back to. Well, it doesn't come get back get brought back to in this episode. Yeah. But so you have this which, whole... Which bothered me a little bit. I understand they had much grander things to take care of, but it bothered me a little bit that that's the last you see of it. Well, the last you see of it is um, the girls with the inhaler, because only one had the inhaler. You find out which one is the Zygon, which one's the human. But they decide to keep it a secret. Yeah. Because they can't control the countdown. There's a whole countdown that only Lethbridge Stewart can control, and that's going to activate a nuke. So the question is, will we yeah. destroy London to save the world, 
or will we wait and create a treaty which parallels the will we destroy Gallifrey to save the time stream exactly or not but those two the assistants can't control the countdown so even though they know now which one is a Zygon which isn't they can't help they can't control it they don't know which one of their ladies is the right one yeah. they're Lethbridge Stewarts so they just keep it a secret which was a nice little moment yeah because yeah when they pulled out the inhaler it's like oh here's where everything falls apart but no that's and not they, what yeah. and that's when Claire sits down with John Hurt and she she has figured out that he hasn't done the whole thing with the moment yet and she can tell because his eyes are younger and he hasn't he doesn't have that regret in them. Yeah, one of those. Oh, it's in your eyes. They really go back to the doctor's eyes all the time. Even with Capaldi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've had this whole conversation earlier in the episode about do you remember – like because the moment had told John Hurt, you'll remember – someday you'll count how many children you killed on Gallifrey. Yeah. And he asked Eleven, well, how many children were there? He goes, I don't know. And Ten goes, yeah, you do. It was 2.4 billion, I think. Yeah, something like that. Or something like that. And so we have it characterized now as the one who regrets 10, the one who forgets 11. And that was that was always 11's point is even for everything, he would just run. Like the whole death of the doctor thing, he ran for what? Like 300 years? Wasn't that the point? Like To the point where now he can't even remember how old he is. Yeah, because he just ran. And, and that was always Smith's thing is that he didn't have that defining role. He was just the doctor that ran. And that was really all there was. And now he's the one who forgets or Dicky Bo or Chinny. He also gets called Chitty. Yeah, that's true. Chitty. Oh, uh, every, every, all the insults were just wonderful. It was just back and forth. Like. Well, particularly when Hurt was like, oh, you must be the doctor's companions. They do get younger all the time. <laughs> They're like, what? No. 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 Oh, that was so I wonderful. also loved when Eleven pulls out timey-wimey and Ten leans in and he goes, I have no idea where he picks these yeah, things up. Yeah, Hurt's like, what does that even mean? Like, oh. Or a cup of soup. <laughs> Cup of soup was a funny thing as well. Oh, cause, uh, and that's what I loved about her. It, he was just a living, walking commentary on 10 and 11, making fun of all the little things about them, and, and it was wonderful. And, and he was very much a commentary in himself on the old classic Who versus the new Who, and that he's like the last old doctor until Capaldi. Yeah. Not that even Capaldi is that old, but older than certainly 9, 10, or 11. Yeah. And kind of that bridge of... Oh, the new who is pretty much a midlife crisis in that their yeah. their regret, their guilt over what they did, yeah, changed them. So they, they want to be young, young and run away, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is cool to contextualize it that way. Claire talks to Hurt and explains that he hasn't done it yet, and all these things. And eventually, he makes his decision; he's going to go do it. So all of a sudden, he and uh, and the moment disappear. Mm-hmm. And they go to go push the big red button, which now exists because he wanted one. Yeah, and so it's a which looks like button. a rose should be pointed out with petals and everything. I guess. And he's ready to push the button when when the moment is talking to him and telling him, you know, you, you parked the TARDIS so far away, but what is that? You know that the sound the TARDIS makes, and you've always thought it brought hope to people. I thought everywhere I, I, well, the when she was like, you know that that wheezy noise, and I'm like, just tell him the brakes on. Like this, you're gonna I, die. I this is your last regret. Yeah. But she goes, it brings hope to everyone in the galaxy, even you. And then you hear the noise in the background, and all of a sudden, 10 and 11's TARDISes show up in that room, and the three of them decide, we can't let you alone stomach this burden. Which, so, which was very interesting. So yeah. the three of us are going to put our hands in the center and basically all push the button at the same time, and we're going we're gonna to do this. You know, we've, we've regretted it, we've forgotten it, but now that we remember and are here, we have to help you. We yeah. can't let you do this alone. And yeah. the moment let her through because it, it was supposed to be time-locked. Gallifrey was time-locked. We don't know where this place is. Well, no, because the doctor, because uh, the both of the 10 and 11 were like, we shouldn't be here. And she's and she is looks. That true? Yeah. I forgot that part. And she looks at her 
And her was like, yeah, it's time locked. And she's like, I'll let them through. So. And then how do they figure out what really would work? Was it Claire who comes up with the idea? <sighs> well, she, before they press the button, they turn and they see Clara just weeping. And oh, I'm, right. And I'll, I gotta admit, I was crying too. Because I was like, they're gonna share this together. And I'm like, but at the same time, there's like 30 minutes left. So I doubt that's gonna be the way it goes down. And Eleven was just like, what? And she's like, you know, you've spent all this time running away from it. Like, you've had all hundreds of years, and, you know, you're deciding the same thing. And then I forget how it triggered, but... I, I think like, what she says is, I've always understood that it was you who did this. Yeah. Um, but I never thought, speaking at 11, I never thought it would be you. Okay. Like, yeah, no, this right. incarnation of you could do this. Because um, she goes, it hurts a warrior, 10 is a hero. Who are you? Yeah. You're the, do- you're the doctor. I never thought you would do this. And they eventually figure out, well, yes, there's a billion billion Daleks fighting Gallifrey right now over, you know, in the, in the time lock. But what they never expected was that there would be three of us. What if the three of us did something and basically decide to freeze Gallifrey in a moment of time yeah. in one of those stasis cubes in a parallel universe, very complicated Doctor Who, timey-wimey stuff. And so it'll look to the outside world like Gallifrey was destroyed. Hurt and ten and nine won't remember. Eleven will now know. But so all the guilt over what they I see, would have my done. My thing is, I don't know if Eleven would remember. Eleven does remember. Okay. Clearly, by the end of the episode, he remembers. Okay. Because right, it, it's current in his time stream. The time streams don't line up, which is why the other two won't remember. But his will, because his is the one that continues forward. Okay. All right. That's generally how time travel stuff works. Uh, obviously. So all the guilt that they felt over what they would have done will exist and will shape them and will change them. But going forward, he will know Gallifrey still exists. Yeah. Or it's when Four tells him later, but it's regardless. Yeah. Well, Four confirms that it w- was successful. Right. Because he, he was just sitting there, I'm like, I wonder if it'll ever work. And then Four's like, it worked, don't worry. So. And they had already traveled through, they got from the past to the future by jumping through the painting, by being frozen in time in the, in the that 1500s. Was, that, was, that was a total BA moment. Where the episode loops back in on itself and you find out something you'd seen earlier was someone talking on the phone to the doctor who had just left the room. Well, yeah, I meant, I meant the part where just... Where they it, walk out in slow motion. It, yeah, in it, the worst slow motion ever, by the way. It was, so it was not done but, well. Like, it was stuttery. Like, but just the moment when it... Because the first time you see the painting, it, it zooms in. Okay, so here's the part, the point in time when I tell you that you are correct and that the it starts off with Clara because the first time you see Hurt is when they see the painting and it zooms in right. to just That's him. Right. Then he goes on, grabs the gun, does the no more thing. Not really a surprise um, I was correct, but it's nice to have it confirmed. Shut up. <laughs> um, but, hey, I'm the one that remembered it and admitted it. I could have just made this all up. But then, so it goes from that one I would have just looked it up at later yeah, and edited it in. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer, I was right. Um, I do no. that. I will do that. Editor's note, I looked it up afterwards. Do you really? I need to listen to Somet- these episodes. Sometimes okay. it'll be like, if we couldn't remember something, I will editor's note in a, I looked it up, this was the answer to okay. the question we had. All right. So, yeah, just it went from the Or like the time you were sure John Romita Jr. had done an issue <laughs> of Infinity. I went through and listed every single artist who had worked on Infinity thus far. And and please tell me you're like, oh, and guess what name I didn't say. But uh, anyway. Because he was not one of the <laughs> But anyway, point being, it was really cool when... Because the first time you see Hurt, it pans into him standing backwards in this battlefield of just him standing. And then when it does that exact same thing to the three of them standing in there. Right. And I thought that was a really cool transition where it goes from him to he's not alone anymore. So I thought that was a really, really cool thing. So So they decide they're going to freeze the whole planet 
in this stasis cube in a parallel universe to save it. It'll look like everything's destroyed. So you then flash to, all of a sudden, that same war council on Gallifrey again. And incoming transmission, sir, and all of a sudden 11 pops up. And then 10 pops up, and then Hurt pops up, and they're all like, this is also the Doctor, and they have a funny commentary, but they explain what they're going to do. And the council goes... That would take – not millennia. That would take – Hundreds of years. Uh, centuries. It would take yeah. centuries. He goes, you're absolutely correct. But you might say – and then it goes in this cool voiceover. Ten said this, yeah. You might say I've been planning it my entire lives or something along those yeah. lines. And then all of a sudden you have transmission from the doctor, transmission from the doctor. And all these other transmission windows open up as a multitude of TARDISes fly into the screen and start encircling the planet. And you have – you know, stock footage clips of all the doctors doing something that, cool. That bugged me a little bit because it was just, it was stock footage. I understand some are dead. Like, I get that. Or really, really old now. I understand that. I totally do. But it was just like, here's stock footage of them pouring over the, the TARDIS center console. I thought it was pretty cool. You can complain that you wanted it to be something more, but the fact that that alone existed was awesome. Okay. You get what I mean? It's like I free ice cream. Oh, it's vanilla, and I really prefer other flavors. No, 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 no. That's like saying free ice cream. Oh, sorry, it's not actually free ice cream. We just repurposed this really old ice cream and put some new, put a new cone, and then here you go. Here's the but it's still free ice cream. It'd be old ice cream, but it's still free ice cream that I did not have previously. Okay, you get what I'm saying. And so when the generals goes, my worst nightmare. All twelve of them, and then the other guy goes, no, sir, thirteen. And Capaldi, just his eyes shows up, and you see his hand push forward a lever on the TARDIS. It just zooms in really quickly, and then yeah, and then that was it. And, uh, and and which one went, yeah, like audibly explain, exclaimed, like, that's awesome. One thing I do want to say, um, when they were going going back, to, going through all the TARDIS thing, I didn't realize this, but when uh, Hurt walked into Ten's TARDIS, he was like, ooh, it's filthy. And um, Eleven was like, yeah, he was going through a grunge phase. I, I realized, yeah, he kind of was. Everything was dirty. The outside of the TARDIS was dirty in comparison. Not as dirty as Hurt's. Well, Hertz would have like white paint scrapes on it and stuff. He was in the middle of a war. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, when you compare, there's a point where you see all three sitting next to each other. Yeah, and there's visual differences. Even like, and I knew this from behind the scenes things. Like the dimensions of the windows are different. I did notice that. I was like, the color of the blue. Ken was just dirty. Like I'd never realized that before. Which is funny because he's always in that immaculate suit and exactly clean uh, chucks and stuff. Sand shoes. Well, in the U.S. In the U.S., we would call them chucks. Yes. But converse all-stars, if you will. So Gallifrey disappears. It gets sent back in time. Or it gets sent to this other yeah. parallel universe. And then they meet back up at the gallery looking at the painting, which they couldn't – it always had two names. No More or Gallifrey Falls. And I call this one a mile away. But I was about to say, I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens if you combine all these words together. They say their goodbyes. They determine that Ten and, and Hurt won't remember. They get in, in their tarses when Ten leaves. He, he finally convinces – um, Eleven to tell him what's been troubling Eleven, and Eleven explains that I've been to Trenzalore. That's where we're going, and I don't want to go back there because that's where we die, but I'm going there. And a, a Ten, as he's getting into the TARDIS, goes, well, I hope you find a different generation, a d- different destination because I don't want to go. At which point, even though it was taking I don't t- taking go. it out of it a little bit, I still teared up. Yeah. And I, I, the moment he said, I don't want to go, I'm like... Which was cool that they still kept the same line. Uh, as his final line from his, his tenure as a doctor. Yeah. He gets in, it goes away, and then uh, Eleven looks over at Claire and goes, he always says that. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, that brought it, for, that brought it back for yeah. me. Because, I mean, I, and I, I earnestly believe that where he didn't want to go. I don't think he, 
I think he looked at his life and was like, I have much more opportunities to do these other things, but I don't want to go. Well, and it's cool because in the original context, it was sad but kind of selfish in that I don't want to go. This psyche, this incarnation of my brainstem does not want to go. Yeah, think of how much more good I could do. and And here it's... I don't want to go to the place I'm never supposed to be, my death, yeah. this horrible battleground. And it, it, while it's played a little bit more for a laugh that still brought a tear to my eye, yeah. it was much more meaningful, on, if you really look at the context, than the original, the original context, which was still meaningful, but it was selfish. And not yeah. in a way where you go, oh, that's selfish. In a way, if you really think about it, you're like, yeah, I guess it kind of, but I still agree with him. I, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's selfish as, as much as weighing everything. Sure. I mean, it's the... What's more valuable, me or him? I don't want to go, but I'm going to press the button. So, yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, he doesn't say when he presses the button. He, he says it moments before he regenerates. I thought that's what he said, <laughs> press the button, and then he regenerates. He pushes the button on, in, the, in the room with the, with the, that lets out the, the, the radiation. The cancer, yeah. And then he has a whole Lord of the Rings Return of the King ten minutes of him traveling around saying goodbye to everybody. With bo- which bothered me on so many different levels. Oh, I see, rewatching it, it was so beautiful. It, it was good. In some parts, but then Mickey, who was in a different dimension, is suddenly with uh, Martha Jones, and they're married, because, you know, I don't be racist, but there well, was Well, they're that. part of Unit now, which was cool. But Mickey's in a different dimension. Not anymore, apparently. apparently. It's Unit. It's Unit. If Unit can get somebody, if anyone can get back from a different generation, it'd be using Unit's weapons and such. That was the only, that was the only part of that. Everything else, absolutely, like, he couldn't say goodbye to to uh, Donna, that was te- heart-tearing and touching. Like, all the rest of it, just that one scene, I was like, really? That's how you consolidate the two of them? And he says goodbye. goodbye to Rose before he even meets Rose. He then barely is, like, collapsing in the snow in an oud and helps him in singing Christmas carols, yeah. something like that. He gets into the TARDIS. He says, I don't want to go, and then he explodes. Or he starts tingling with the time energy. Yeah. Says, I don't want to go, explodes. And into Eleven. Which, and then Eleven crashes, crashes <laughs> from the explosion. Because the whole TARDIS, like, explodes. It's such a big explosion. Yeah. So he says he doesn't want to go, and then you're left with Eleven and Clara, and Clara goes, I'll leave you to, you know, have a few moments by yourself. She goes, oh, but before I leave, the uh, curator, or some old guy wanted to see you. And when the moment she was like, said that, I was like, all right, time time for four. Because the entire thing, I'm like, all right, four, where are you, four? We we had known that uh, he had said he would be in it. Yeah. So Tom Baker comes out, very old Tom Baker. Yeah. Um, with like his his chin has disappeared into his sternum. But I, I gotta say, he looks better than he did even ten years ago because I unfortunately own the Dungeons and Dragons movie that he is in. Okay. <laughs> And he has lost weight, and he looks better than he did ten years ago because he looked awful in that movie. Well, good for him. Yeah. They share some winks at the camera, a literal wink. Yeah. We don't know. Is this four? Is this a future incarnation of the Doctor? Because for you know, Tom Baker says, you know, you'll be revisiting some old faces, some old favorites um, in the days to come. And I think that was just a cop out to be able to say, hey, here's four. So who knows? Um, and he even says, who knows? He touches his chin and then he and, touches and, his and nose. And he does it. I was like, oh. Very, very cute. Very cute. And interestingly enough, earlier in the episode, I caught this during the rewatch, in Elizabeth's letter, Queen Elizabeth's letter, mm-hmm. she says in there, I am appointing you curator of this yep. museum. Because Eleven was saying, maybe I, I could see myself retiring and becoming the curator here. Well, he said something like master curator or something like that. I'd, I'd be the great curator. The great I think curator. which is like a play on the great dictator. And so they have this thing where four again reinforces Gallifrey still out there. Yeah. And then we after that scene, which is very nice, we have 
a voiceover as Eleven walks back into the TARDIS and he goes, Claire sometimes asks me if I dream. And I tell her, of course I do. Everybody dreams. Yeah. And she asks me what I dream about. And I tell her I dream about where I'm going. And she laughs and she says, but you're always running this way and that and going all over the place. And he goes, that's true. But for the first ten time in my life, or the first time in my lives maybe even, because he says that a couple times. Yeah. I finally know where I'm going. The same place all of us are going. I'm just taking the long way round. No, he I'm said going the same home. place I've always been going. Just the long way yeah. round. And, and he kind of walks through this dreamscape into this room that's kind of, you know, foggy with, you know, fog lamps. And they're all standing there. And it's all of the, pre- not, not Capaldi, but everyone previous in CG yeah. standing there looking up at Gallifrey Although, as Eleven gives the most quirkiest, cutest grin ever. And, and then it cuts two credits where we get all of their faces and a yeah. cool, like, new version of the closing credits, like the music. Which I'm assuming is going to be... Uh, which incorporated Capaldi. a lot of the old themes and kind of like, it, it kind of went from the earliest version of the theme into the most recent. Like, not, not the same recordings, but... Yeah. Like updated versions where you get kind of that progression through time for that end credits, which was nice. Yeah, I, I still wish Nine had been in it. I, I get it, I get it, but I wish. <laughs> oh, I wish, you also see Hurt regenerate into Nine. Yeah, we should say. I wish, I wish Five had been in it because that would. I wish they had had Five in it, and they could have had a mention of something about um, Five would be like, I have a daughter in some way, shape, or form, and and Ten could be like, I know, and then that would be a little thing. In case anyone doesn't know. Ten's married to Five's daughter, who is also Ten's daughter. So that's a thing. But anyway. Yeah. The doctor had a daughter who met the doctor and married him. <laughs> they had a daughter, and that, and then his daughter was his daughter. Yeah. It's very timey-wimey. Oh, timey-wimey. So you loved you loved the, the special. I love the special. Yes. It's great. A little disagreement on kind of the, the little thing. Yeah. So let's talk about the Five-ish Doctors reboot. I don't know what this is. Okay, so on the BBC they aired Day of the Doctor... And then they aired The End of Time. And I don't know if it was on a different channel or just later in the night, but they aired the Five-ish Doctors reboot. So Doctor Who has a history of the three Doctors, the two Doctors, the five Doctors. Usually uh, anniversary episodes of some type. Not always, but episodes where multiple versions of the Doctor will cross over in their timelines and have adventures. Ten and five had a little bit of one. There's um, even, yeah, in in a miniseries, which is a lot of fun. I actually rewatched that the other day. But they actually say in Day of the Doctor, oh, there's a precedent for that, which is like there's three of them all of a sudden, (laughs) which is funny. So... There had been, like, rumors, and I hadn't really been following it too closely, but that, oh, other Doctors are going to be back in the special. Like, yeah. everybody, like, five, six, seven, like, they'll be back, and what will this be? Yeah, no one talks about seven ever, like... There were, like, pictures of them picketing the BBC, saying, you know, it's not a 50th anniversary special if there's not the old Doctors. Yeah. So people, like, not sure, like, how much people, they were really angry, how much this was a joke, etc. So then this thing airs. Again, I'm not sure exactly where in relation it aired, but it aired that same day, I think, called the Five-ish Doctors Reboot. Okay. Here's what it is. It's directed by Peter Davidson, and it is a half-an-hour comedy special that I wholeheartedly recommend to anyone, even if they're not a Classic Who fan, because I haven't seen the Classic Who, and I still found this hilarious. What it is, is it is 5, 6, and 7 trying to break into the BBC onto the um, set of the 50th special to force the producers to put them in it. (laughs) It features, and I'm going to spoil some of the stuff right here, but it features... No, don't, 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 because I want to watch this. I'll say it features cameos by a lot of people. Okay. Including pretty much every live doctor, including eight. Eight's in it. You um, know who I'm realizing? K9 wasn't in it, so it's not a 50th special. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, K9 was left with, with um, Sarah Jane, who's dead. Yeah, that's sad, because she probably would have been in it otherwise. Oh, I can almost guarantee you. Um, especially after her storylines with Tenet. Yeah. But. That's real. I'm sad now. 
Make me not sad. Say something to make me not There's sad. There's tons of cameos from like all the living, almost all the living doctors, lots of companions, producers like Moffat and Davies are both in it. Okay. And all bunch of stuff. It's really funny. And you said that they should have had at least five in the spe- in the 50th special. They it, now it's you can't really be sure if it's a joke or not, but it's mm-hmm. very possible that five, six, and seven are all in the special as Zygons under tarps. Because in the special, that's one of the ways they find a way to get into it. Okay. Whether that's true or not, or just a funny joke, it, it one of the Zygons, one of the statues covered in tarps, is noticeably shorter than the others, and that would be, I think, seven. Okay. Because in the, in the special, he then tries to put his hat on top of the, the, the thing, and they take it off. But it is a ton of fun. It is really funny. Tenet's in it. His wife is in it, who's Five's daughter. Okay. Um, which is, it's because it's Five calling his daughter to try to convince... Tenet to put him in, the, let him get a special. <laughs> Captain Jack's in it. Okay. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah, I'm, a couple of things I was surprised by. Well, do we know why they just did that as opposed to actually being in the special? Can you imagine trying to fit a storyline where all of these doctors fit in and it makes sense? Yes. And you can explain why they're all way older and super fat. And yes, because it's three hours long and it's science fiction. But it's going to be simulcast to movie theaters. That means it's got to be under a certain length. And Nope. You break all the rules because it's a 50th special for Doctor Who. I think they went for quality over quantity. And what are you talking this. about? Titanic was like four hours long. And they showed that in theaters for years. And they still show it in theaters. It's, it's a terrible movie, first off. <laughs> the second half's good. No. It's a terrible movie. Terrible, slow, boring movie. Yes. But, so, okay, Harry Potter was like three hours long. But it's not slow or boring. Not all of them, anyway. And, and what I'm saying is the, the, the 50th special wouldn't be slow or boring. Like, but if you have to introduce all these doctors and explain why they're older and fatter and explain why some of them are being played by different actors and explain why all no, these no, things... No, you don't have to. You just have Stephen Moffat walk out in the beginning and go, look, here's the deal. These guys, they're older. They're fatter. You can either accept that fact and we're just going to roll with this and pretend it didn't happen or not. So pick... Pick now. And there you go. I, I'm happy with what they did. I, I love what they did, but I'm, I'm just saying they co- totally could have done that. But So the Five-ish Doctors reboot, if you can find it, I don't know. I, I think it aired on BBC America. I don't know where it's available for streaming. I mean, I know it's available for streaming on the BBC's website if yeah. you're in the UK. But aside from that, I don't know where you could find it, but it is hilarious and well worth it. Okay. So let's talk about the Christmas special, which will be airing in about a month. Yeah. And then we have to wait all the way till April well, for season well, that's, eight. Well, that's what everyone was saying, you know, because uh, someone was complaining about, ah, oh, the Christmas special is so far away. Someone was like, you got to wait 50 years for the thing you just watched. So I think a couple weeks is not going to be that bad. Um, it will be the last episode of Matt 11. Smith. It will yeah. be the first episode of Peter Capaldi, the first full episode. Or not full episode, but the first full appearance by him, not just his eyes. Okay. All right. I was about <laughs> to say, is, is this going to be like... Uh, is this going to be like 9 into 10, where uh, it was just... We don't know. Okay. I kind of want it to be 11 the entire time. And then just quality that. And I'd be fine with that. Yeah. The Cybermen, Daleks, Weeping Angels, and yeah. Silence will be in this. Um, it's a Christmas episode, so it'll involve Christmas in some Somehow they'll, they'll string the word Christmas into it somehow. <laughs> um, so it'll be a parody of some famous Christmas story, probably, because that's what most of them are. What? How are most of them that? <laughs> Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Which one was that? That was the one with Narnia. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. And that was the one that was the parody of Christmas Carol Christmas with flying Carol. sharks, which was... And then there's the ones that just have robot Santas. I'd much rather have a parody than more robot Santas, because the robot Santas okay. annoy the heck out of me. Well, the thing was, the robot Santas came in, 
like in like the first episode. Like it wasn't even. Yeah, it was the mannequins or whatever. Yeah, it was the same people, the plastics. Or the but then they, they brought them back for the Christmas. And every time they like, kept bringing them back, like Christmas special, Christmas special. Like, these guys weren't good the first time. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing them back? They're because, terrible. Because what other Christmas themed drones are you going to come up? Don't with? Don't do a Christmas episode. I understand <laughs> it's a British thing, but Christmas is stupid and. Either find a good story or just do a Thanksgiving special or a special that comes out of Christmas and has nothing to do with it. Okay, how did you like them as angels in the Titanic Christmas special? Was that better? No, I also thought that was really dumb. Even though that they were like the question, you know, I mean, it was statement. better, yeah. better, but still really dumb. And Nikki Minogue? Is that what her name is? I don't remember. Kylie I, Minogue. I like. her. I think her. Nikki's her sister. I like. Kylie Minogue. Um, yeah, she was fine, but it was just like, what? This is just weird. And it happens like... And that's where the episode, the five minisode ep comes in. The one with five and ten. That happens in the middle of that episode. Or, like, right at the end. Really? Be- or, well... So, the end of the previous episode, the Titanic crashes through the um, the TARDIS. Yeah. And so I guess that's where the, that episode starts as well. But the whole thing with five happens in the seconds right before that. Okay. Where he drops somebody off, I forget who, and then... While the shields are down for repairs or whatever, that's when the two TARDISes crash into each other. And, that's and as happens. Five leaves, he tells him, don't forget to put the shields up. He forgets, and that's when the Titanic crashes through. Okay. So it happens in the middle of, like, the last ten seconds of the previous episode, and right there at the beginning of that episode. Okay, so it's what ties the Christmas episode into it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Again, I only remember this because I just watched it the other day. True. So we're going to have tons of villains, <clears throat> possibly even the Zygons. I don't remember if they're confirmed or not in the trailer. But I'm sure, like... Definitely Angels, Daleks, Cybermen, and the Silence. And yeah. apparently wrapping up, like, the Silent storyline, finally. Which would be good, because there needs to be clue Because they never... They abandoned that storyline, and that's one of the things that bothered me. There's a lot that they abandoned with Eleven. Which is a shame, because they're cool, both in their appearance and in what they do. Exactly. Like, they're really cool all around. They're one of the few genuinely creepy Doctor Who villains. I They are more creepy in what they are than the Angels. Like, the Angel episodes were creepy, but just because they were horror episodes. They were, you know, darkness, they were flashing lights, there was, hey, who's there, you know... Meant to be horrifying in that regard, but as actual villains, I think the silence is more horrifying in that they were running the country and we had no idea and we had no way of stopping them. Right. But, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're resolving that. I still want them, and I hope this is the episode that that happens, where, do you remember uh, Eleven was comforting a girl as, as she died? In the military facility very early on? Yes. And yeah, she's at, like... At the, um... Where he brought all of his allies together for the first time. Yes. Meet well, Astrid it was right. Yeah, I think Strax. it might have been right before that. But yeah, somewhere in there where, um, you know, it's, she was like, do you remember me? And it's like, absolutely. And she's like, remember we met in the forest? And do you remember what I said? Or do you remember what you said to me? And he's like, yes, Robin. She goes, yeah, I could die happy now. Like, So either that happens in this episode or it's just something that happened in between the episodes. I really want it to... It to happen in this episode. I want there to be a small child that he rescues. And oh, that's true. They don't wrong. even need the same actress. I'm thinking they need the same one. But. Exactly. No, just, you know, I just want that to be a thing. I want a three-hour special. I want them to answer <laughs> all the things that they have not answered with Eleven and that have been bugging me the entire time. Apparently they're going to answer the crack in time and what that was all about. Good. And I wish they would finally explain why everyone was like, Eleven's a warrior, we got to do something about him. Like, you know, why are they so afraid of Eleven? What in the world happened? That, And why is why does he have an army at Trenzlor? What, You know, I feel like that's going to be an Eleven thing, and once that closes, it's going to be the end of it, and I hope they do that justice. So, because he was the he was the general of Trenzalore and whatever happened there. So, I want answers. Stupid Moffat. I want Sherlock coming out. It's been forever. January. It's been like two years. Yeah. 
two years. Because the actors were busy filming The Hobbit. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You know, The Hobbit is just me being excited that I get more Sherlock stuff. So pretty much that's the only t- t- tie-over for me. <laughs> and the weird thing is, we know the American release date. I think it's January 3rd. And we know the BBC airs it first. They have the right to air it first. But they still have not announced the release date. Really? Yes. I hope we don't so get So we bumped. know it's before the 3rd. Uh, it, it we just don't be. know when. I, they better not bump it. Better not be like, JK, no, they, you they, get it this They aired now. a new trailer at, during the or during or after the, the, night of the, or the day of the Doctor special. There's a trailer? You need to There's tell me these things. multiple trailers. There's you, at least two. Why have you not told me any of these things? I, I tell you these things, but it was like six months ago was the first one. Oh, I need to go watch it. It's this. also like an 11 second trailer. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how Basically, the only new information is John Watson has a mustache now. Uh, 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 and is married, I believe. What? Well, yeah. Well, that's all part of the, the general Sherlock mythos. Okay. Yeah, and I guess that stops the whole gay thing. No. No? <laughs> Since when has that ever in real life stopped that? Well, I mean, true. He has a mustache, so Sherlock would be his beard. Oh, set up. That's not how that works. Dang it, it's not. That's not even how the concept of a Dang beard it, it's works. it's not. You have that so completely backwards. I have it backwards. I thought it was a good joke, and then it wasn't. No. If I'd said the wife, that would have made sense. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> it made sense. I almost had a joke. Anyway. Anything so. else about the Doctor Who stuff? The 50th, <sighs> Night of the Doctor, the Christmas special, Capaldi. Yeah, Capaldi. And his angry, angry eyebrows. He, he, here's my thing with Capaldi. I'm going into it completely like, let's see how he does. Cool. Let's let's do this. I like him. I mean, I've seen him in other things like uh, In the Loop and stuff. He's hilarious in that. He's, now, granted, he won't be able to curse as much, which is unfortunate. Well, that. But, uh, he, is, he is not young. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's not a pretty boy, but he's not young. So that's all that's going to mean is either Doctor Who is going to lose a lot of teenage girl followers or creepy old men are going to be suddenly become a lot more popular in dating status. Oh, oh, okay, I see what you mean. I thought you were going in a different direction. That was going to be offensive, but no. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, either, yeah, girls are going to be more interested in old dudes or... Uh, all they have to do is do another Amy Rory type thing where he's got a guy and a girl hanging out with him. Uh, you know, a good-looking dude. Or, or a robotic dog. <laughs> a robotic dog. So... I'm going to end on, he should have another robotic dog. And that's where I'm going to end that. All right, so I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. This has been uh, Jersey Shore. And uh, to quote Peter Capaldi in another thing, which I will have to bleep, f***ity bye. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at Jordan F-R-M Jersey. (laughs) 